When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Clock. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Hello and welcome to episode 40, season 13 of the Fighting Cop Podcast. You alright, Rick? Yeah. Are you? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what, 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 what? Nah, not really. Well, actually, like, the, uh, I mean, um, <laughs> the, 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 the game, obviously, yesterday was uh, is a, a dagger to the heart. I am... Um, uh, I'm also annoyed because yeah, I just went uh, just did, just did the weekly shop, you know, help you know, just doing my bit. <laughs> what, doing shop your and, bit by uh, feeding your family? That's just, just you, as the yeah. head of the household, you're supposed to do that. Anyway, go on, go on. Sorry, but uh, as I was uh, putting stuff on the uh, conveyor belt, I, yeah. I could feel something tapping on my foot. I thought, the fuck is that? And I looked down and. Uh, the chicken I'd bought had split and all the chicken jizz was just dripping all over my foot and all over my shopping. So uh, I knew I was I had to come and record, but then I've got chicken jizz all over it... my feet and in, all over my shopping. Did you did you get a new it's... chicken or did you take the chicken home? No, 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 I got a new chicken. Got a new chicken straight away. What so you... I've kind of got like I've kind of got like um trench foot but um with chicken, chicken jizz foot. yeah so i just want to cut my foot off now with all that chicken jizz but so i'm annoyed about that and i'm annoyed about tottenham so it's yeah. um need to liven myself up i know it's a tough one isn't it it's like i was thinking i woke up and i thought i don't want to do this just don't roman white why why like why 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 rick why why does it happen why does these things happen to us? How do you go from being top of the league, flying, we're going to win it, could we, to could we get relegated? It's like, how, how, does, that, <laughs> how does that happen so quickly? Um, I kind of, you know, you know, with um, the the game against City, the, the great performance we yeah. put in, 3-3, the excitement of scoring that uh, goal, um, 
and and taking a point away and not losing four consecutive games. Yep. And you know, as a Tottenham fan, there's that thing in the back of your head of like we we've done something good, you know something <laughs> bad's going to happen. And um, West Ham, for some reason, the last over the last few seasons, they they've had our number and they, and they've had some decent results against us. So I was kind there was a bit of um, trepidation, kind of trepidation, yeah, going into the game. But we're at home. Uh, Lacelso scored. His confidence should be up. Uh, Romero returning, um, and it kind of feels like we were a bit, bit more settled with our team at home. London derby. Um, I thought that we it would be a close game, but I thought we would win. Um, so coming away from that um, and seeing their fucking fans, oh god, yeah. it's just. It's the worst, isn't it? It was horrible. Um, yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying. I do, I do think though that I think, firstly, they to say West Ham, they, don't, I mean, they have, they've had results in this new stadium. Got, I've got to say, but the first half we like absolutely obliterated them. Like we've done lots this 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 season, and obviously we haven't scored the goals in order to, that reflect the performance. But I felt like. And the, we got some questions here. Obviously, this is a Q&A Thursday pod, but it's actually Friday because we played yesterday. So there's tons of questions here that we can go through, and we will. But the there was a drop-off in the second half. And effectively, playing Postacoglu's football is draining, right? Because you're constantly pressing, constantly harrying. Um, you know, it's high. It takes a, a, a mental aptitude as well as a physical one in order to play his yeah. football. And it is draining, I'd imagine. And, and and we have no depth in the squad in order to do it two two times in a week. I don't think. I think the the drop off in the second half was that we they looked tired. Like when Son come off, he looked exhausted. And um, yeah, like you could see on his face that he was he had nothing left. And it's fine. And that is the way we're going to play under him. And we have to accept it. But I think that's what we saw in the second half. Like the first half, they couldn't even get out. I don't. They, they couldn't. I think there was one point there that the, the um, percentage on we had like eighty seven, eighty six percent possession. It's like they couldn't cope with us, and then I guess they did what David Moyes is good at doing, which is being disciplined at the back. They defended really well to their credit, um, yeah. and then they scored two of the luckiest goals I've I've ever seen. Massive mistake from a doggy, obviously, to play the ball back. But and sorry, you have Vicario punched the ball. Ward Prowse hits it, could hit the hit the post anywhere, but just goes essentially played a one two from outside the box with the post and scores. Yeah. The Bowen one was even worse. I don't know if you've seen the the, um, the goals. He didn't know the ball was even near him. He was spinning around looking for the ball and he just looked down and it was at his foot. So yeah. there was an element of luck involved, as always is with goals in, in the Premier League. You have to have a bit of luck. I thought we were unlucky yesterday and I think that performance that that result in isolation isn't an issue it's just because it's off the back of five without a win now yeah it's i mean it's it's i mean we say in isolation it's not an issue but against chelsea against villa against west ham the first 30 40 minutes like carving them open at will and you're you're sitting there thinking like how many how many are we going to score how many are we going to win by mm. Um, and in three of those games, we've lost. And 
that we haven't we've been at home and like Chelsea okay anomaly the the, the red cards I put that to one side but the Villa and West Ham games it's like what like what do you do in these situations how do you remedy this if you you're having all these chances and you're not being ruthless enough in front of goal like we I think we know that when Kane left the the, the plan is and we've heard uh Postacogli say is that the the we have to build a team you can't place Harry Kane like like for like uh but you can build a team that each individual can contribute to the goals that make up what Harry's left um and it's just not happening at the moment and yesterday it was really um it just felt a bit painful to watch that where we in the second half where we had the ball and we had possession and it was going from left back into centre, back to the right, back into centre, back to the left. And it was kind of like trying to move West Ham out of position, but no one was really running and trying to make those, um, trying to make a breakthrough. And it was, it was just a bit painful to watch us do that. And again, like when we had times where we could have broke a bit quicker and the ball went out to Kulu and he was just that extra second few of touches of the ball not releasing it quick enough same with Johnson um, and then we were we were kind of we were on the edge of their area and we're playing these one twos and trying to kind of move them out of position and then it's just like well, I've run out of ideas. So I'm just going to try and steam in, and we would lose the ball. And it was just. Well, what's the solution? It is a difficult uh, thing to do, isn't I, it? It's a breakdown of stubborn. It defense. is. It is a. It is a difficult thing, but you know, they they were great um, offensively, and then they were catching us each and every time. And I thought Bowen played really well for them, um, and. Again, they I think they knew that Udogi was uh, drifting into the middle, and he was even like up front some of the time. Um, and they would just, as soon as they'd break, they'd just look down to our um, left hand side where Udogi was missing, and they were just a- attacking at will. And then Ben Davies was uh, put under the cosh, and it was just like fucking hell, man. It was I don't, I don't know, I man. Think, I, I I don't I, really know how to. Um, I think I, I I appreciate that obviously everyone takes the, the views the game differently, but I think you're giving yeah. way too much credit. Like they they did okay, they defended brilliantly. I give them that. But other than that, they they, they and they scored two goals, right? and then, and then fundamentally that is what wins game and the results. So that's is what's important. But to say they deserved anything from that game is crazy, in my opinion. They, they they weren't good. We had control of the game. Even in, when we were tired, we had the control of the game. They just they weren't willing to play, which is their right. They're better than, than that performance, I think, West Ham. But they won the game, fundamentally. But my point is, and I guess I'm going back to, is while the, the league table and the form table is relevant and important, because it fundamentally is the only thing that really matters, how many points you got on the board, I don't think the performance levels from our team deserve the return on points. And we're much better than what we're seeing. We're much better than the points yeah. return. I think we deserve yeah, more, I, yeah, basically. I, 
I completely get that, um, but it doesn't stop being uh, hurt by the oh, result yeah. yesterday agree, and, agree. and the frustration. Um, and I know that we are playing really well. And again, like, like I mentioned, the first half, we are really gunning teams um, and we're just not capitalising uh, when we have the possession and when we're attacking and fundamentally sticking the ball in the back of the net. But, um, like... What is it? Have we got one point from fifteen? Is that what it is? Yeah, one in something five, like yeah. that. It's just, I mean, like, I, I'm, I, I, I have full trust in Postacoglu, and um, we are going in the right way. But and and again, watching our performances, we're we're playing well. But it's just, when 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 can you when can you feel when do you say that he's like that he's not culpable and that he's i don't know i don't know what i'm trying to say that it just feels like you can't criticize what's happening what because would, we're playing what 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 would you criticize well. about yeah well, what what would you criticize like what would you how i don't understand how anyone could criticize him i don't i i, I, I get if I you're just, angry i get people are upset i get i get that they didn't they don't want to see spurs lose 4 out of 5 but the ch- the only option, the only criticism you could say is abandon your principle of playing the way you do. Close up at the back, have a have a low block, or be a little bit more, or somewhere in between a low block or a defensive display and all out attack. Um, I guess that. And I get, I, I, I get, I, and I get that. sticking to your philosophy. Yeah, I, I, I get sticking to your philosophy and your principles and stuff. But if you haven't got the personnel and still persisting with it. And just being a slightly bit more pragmatic about it, um, I don't know. Maybe we could have got a point in some of those games. Maybe, and yeah. yeah, I'm just, I, I am, I, I'm frustrated. I am probably lashing out a bit, and I, and I see all the kind of uh, the the data, and you know, everything's kind of uh, in the green and where we want it to be. But it's just we're not winning the game, um, and we're getting plaudits of how we're playing, but. Again, it's like one one point in at fifteen, but come, and Rick. just loss after loss. I know, I know it'll that. come. It, it, it's there's it, it, look it, what everybody, every any Spurs fan right now has a right to look at it and beat and feel like fucked off by it. But I don't. I, my frustration about the position we're in, or the last month where this questionnaire says the last four weeks been the worst in in living memory for Tottenham. And I was going to ask you about that because I think we both had a shared experience that was worse than this. But um, yeah, if this has been happening, we 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 were playing boring football. That would be more miserable than you seeing performance that deserve victories and them just not coming. And hundred percent. So I think while it's difficult, patience is needed. Yeah, I mean, it is. And, uh, you know, if we were like three years into Andrew's tenure and this was happening, then alarm bells would be ringing. Yeah. We've played played 15 games and he's, you know, he hasn't even had a full season yet. He hasn't got uh, the players that he he wants or needs. We've had a shitload of uh, injuries, which I've never seen as bad at Tottenham 
Um, but we're still playing. We're still playing well, and the, the, I think the main worry would be if we weren't creating chances. Yeah, uh, that would that would be if the, we were playing like we did against issue, Wolves. But, but we are. Wolf, that, yeah, that yeah Wolves exactly. was horrendous. That was terrible. If we had four yeah. or five games like that, you'd be like, oh no, this isn't working. Yeah. Um, let's get to some questions. We've got quite a few here, mate. Let's go to Reddit for. Oh, no, I'm on Reddit. Don't worry. We'll do that in a second. Um, Zoo says, "Why does this only happen to us?" It's a weird situation, but just can you when you when I said earlier that there was a situation that we were both in that was worse than this. What can you remember what it was? I think I've mentioned it a few times on the pod. To be fair, yeah, I think um, I can't remember the run. One day Ramos blew on me. One day Ramos blew on me. Do you remember that? It was. It was. Yeah, it was. His his nickname, uh, the man with the granite face. What what a, what a name! Did, what a lovely, that, what a great I, name. Was that real? I thought that was just something we called him. Is that? Is I don't, I, I don't know. I'm I, I'm saying now that's what people called him. I think I felt like this. That was something that just in our circle. <laughs> <laughs> the man with the granite face. I'm googling it now. One day Ramos. <laughs> But um, yeah, it was um, it was around that time. Do you know when we played Hull at home? Yeah. And was it was it uh, Giovanni? Yes. Is that his name? Fucking scoring free kicks for fun. Never heard of him again. Yeah, exactly. Never heard of him again. Yeah, where is he? Fuck no, he of course doing? he's nowhere. Of course he's nowhere because he just only does it to Tottenham. Although he did actually, to be fair, in that run, it was Hull were on fire at that time, and they were. Yeah, he done it to the Gooners as well. I think. Yeah, he did. He did. Yeah, that was bad, weren't it, Rick? Do you remember we got off the W7 bus from Tottenham and we were walking back <laughs> and I think it was raining on a Sunday and I said, Ricky, what are we going to do? If we don't win next week, what, if we got, I think we've got Wigan next week. If we don't win, what should we do? Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to say it? And it was, uh, no, I don't want to say it. Oh, we'll we'll just say we're going to end it. We were going to kill ourselves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we agreed. And then we made the, a and pact. Then the- and the, drew. Ne- ne- the next week, yeah, the next week we lost or something no, like that. Drew nil nil to Wigan. <laughs> <laughs> and like, oh. oh, fucking hell! But at the moment, uh, to the original point of the question of um, is this the worst four weeks in <coughs> memory of Tottenham losing? No, hell no. Nah. I, I, I'm enjoying watching us play, um, which is something I, I haven't done in a while so i'm i'm quite content in the way that uh we are conducting ourselves on the pitch it's just frustrating yeah and it, of course it is and it just makes it that little bit more uh when it's against west ham you're yeah, right I mean, really, yeah, so. yeah. Look, I'm, I'm i'm being able to try it like take a back step and be philosophical or stoical about it but i didn't have to sit there and watch them wankers celebrate to be fair and so yeah i appreciate i can i can feel your the edge in your voice and i can feel i know it's hurting you and it's hurting everybody but i didn't witness what you witnessed do you know what i mean and the thing is yeah the thing is as well like the thing that i find uh disappointing as well is that like our next game um again it's at home which is great uh and it's coming quickly off a loss yeah but it's against it's against Newcastle and and they're going to be up for it and I, yeah I know they got slumped three 0 against uh, Everton the other night so they're going to want to put in a performance and like we could have done with 
uh, not having to play someone of Newcastle's caliber, someone, someone that's just a bit fucking I, easy I think, that we can weigh in on. But yeah, Newcastle are definitely not easy, but they not they they play, and if they play, we've got it, it fits better. Like what West Ham didn't do, and and like I said many times, it, you it's their right to play whatever they way they see fit to get the points, and they got the points. But at least Newcastle play a bit. Like it's gonna be a difficult game. Don't get me wrong, but. I think there'll be a more opportunity. It won't be like get into the box. And like you said, they've just camped in eight players <clears throat> having to pass it around. I did actually think we overplayed a little bit to, to, to your point. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, we overplayed a little bit. There were times when we should have got the shot away, but they decided to do another pass. We could have been a little bit more speculative. Um, yeah, and- there, there, there wasn't anyone having having a having a crack. I think Porro was the only one that I can remember he was who, quality, wasn't who he, had right? a shot. Uh, yeah, he was, and I felt like he was the only one that was trying to uh, grab the game by the, by the by the horns and fucking just mm. try, try something. But um, it was just yeah, it was just frustrating watching Kulu like spin round to get back onto his left foot and then. I think when Johnson was receiving the ball, he wasn't receiving it where he could. He was running at an opposition like they're already on top of him. So all he could do was just lay it back, um, and then again that um, the kind of uh, rotation of the ball going back to the centre, back out to the right, back to the centre, back to the left, and I was just like, again, it, it highlights um, how sorely we miss Madison. Um, where yeah, he of could have that bit Pitch of uh, magic, but what do we do? Like, I mean, th- this is going to happen again. Madison's not going to be there, and we're going to have injuries. So, it really does need to be addressed in January. And I get that we're not going to fucking buy eight new players or something like that. But I think we really—it's a really important uh, window for us I if think it we is, want yeah. to continue. I don't. To, I don't. To be I don't even the, the think. Top end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to give options and be able to play at that level. And I don't think... Um, I'm not anticipating Tottenham going out and spending 80 million, but if we can work some loan magic, maybe get a couple of signings in. There is... there is. It, you have to balance... You have to balance whether or not you spend them more money on a player that you don't want as much as the one you want in the summer and you get more for your money. You have to balance it up with how do we make sure that we have enough for the rest of the season. So um, yeah, it's a tricky one to balance, really. But it's clear that from our bench yesterday, although it was slightly stronger than against Villa, there's nothing there really. There, there's there, there's so many injuries that there's not a lot there, and we're super we're super light. Um, but anyway, so in Newcastle, Newcastle have 13 players out. You think our, our you think our injury crisis is bad? It is. Don't get me wrong. Newcastle's is mental. They've got 13 players out, first team players out. Um, uh, got a question here from Jack Enochout. He says, why does the media seem obsessed with getting Ange to t- change his style? Those two goals conceded last night were nothing to do with his style. Most of the goals this season have either come from the game plan, has been abandoned, or else it's been done poorly, via, uh, like Basuma versus City. I think... He, he, uh, I think the the goal, the second goal from from West Ham came from trying to play out. So you could aim that at Ange to some degree, but it was just a horrendously poor 
pass back from um, uh, from a doggy, uh, and them them getting the luck of the situation. But yeah, we we could have played like Conte played last season, and we would have still conceded chances that weren't dissimilar to that. We probably would have conceded more chances. Like they were the two main efforts they had. They didn't have much else other than that, and that was that was. We not only did we restrict them to those chances which there was a lot of luck involved in them scoring two both the goals but we got to see the football that should have won us the game as well like maybe, I am um, yeah so, sorry mate um I I haven't had time to watch like any extended highlights or anything like that yeah. what was the um penalty shout at the end was it a pe- was it a penalty or was it just was it silly the, um, uh, West Ham I think there was a free kick and someone it looked like someone may have moved their arm or I don't know there was a penalty where he, they checked it on VAR very, yeah. very quickly but his arm was at his side didn't it was uh, never okay. a pen no um, just on that Suk Mandic he says is it conceivable that we can go an entire season without being awarded in a fucking penalty um Yes, Liverpool went an entire season, 46 games, in fact, without winning a penalty. Recently. It was part of me of um, if we had been awarded that penalty and Richarlison would have taken it. <laughs> would he really have? Yeah, well, yeah, well so- Sonny was off at that point. What about Porro? And, Who would uh, you have? If you, if it, oh, go on, sorry, go on. Go on Rick. It, I mean, it has to be your number nine, Richarlison. No, he's the guy. He's the guy that needs to st- that is there to stick the ball in the back of the net. I, I, I and would, if he, if I, he can't I, do it for a penalty, then I, would you? How much faith would you have had in Richarlison putting that away? Zero. Yeah, well, exactly. So therefore, someone break his legs before he can get to get to the penalty <laughs> spot. Someone to have up. If you had to choose one person to take the penalty, who would you who, who would you go for? Oh, um, I would probably, um, fucking hell, that's a good question, actually. It's got your pedders, isn't it? Who? Poro. I mean, that's a good shout. Great that is a good shout. On the boy? Yeah, he's got a good, yeah, good, good, great, uh, great technique. Uh, Le Celso, he's got good technique. Yeah. But, um, I, do, I do worry about left footers as well. <laughs> I don't know if there's any statistical disadvantage of being left-footed in penalties, but I understand completely what you're saying. <laughs> if he's left-footed, like he goes down in my estimations. Whether it's not, he yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. When, when there when there is a penalty shootout and then someone lines up and they like take it at their left foot, I'm like, that's over right. straight away. <laughs> if it was Ben Davis, you'd be going, no, yes, yeah, go straight over, Rose <laughs> Um, oh man and and some of it like again I think there was a couple of chances where we were playing the ball um, keeping possession camped outside there and then we'd find that pass roll it and it and it rolled to Saar and how how far he was leaning back he was literally laying on the floor (laughs) taking the shot fucking and it's skyrocketing into the south stand fuck's sake fucking just hit it low man come on that is well funny um, yeah, I didn't, I kind of, it was weird, I kind of resigned. After they scored, I'd resign myself to the fact that it doesn't matter what we do now, there's no chance we're scoring. It didn't feel like we were going to be able to, did it? It just kind of felt like, yeah. I, I, I had a bit of belief. I had a bit of belief that we could uh, bundle home an equaliser. You know, we don't stop 
as Poster Cogley says, you know, we, we, we never stop. So I do have that belief that we can always grab something. Um, but, yeah, not, not win it or anything like that. But, yeah, I'm just disappointed. Yeah, of course. Um, Dr. Cattery says, Hello, boys. Just one for you today. As a newish listener, I'd really like to know who wrote your outro for the pod. I still find it so funny. Uh, that's my little brother, Alex. Um, he wrote that in... It would have been right at the end of season one. So it would have been like 12 years ago, weirdly. Still, still our outro music. He actually has done a couple yeah. more. Not, there isn't any rapping or whatever you want to call that. Wordplay. But he's done a couple of other bits and pieces that we could, we could put on the, on the pod. Sorry, excuse me. Um... So keep an ear out for that. Probably won't be this one, but keep an ear out for that. Yeah, I, I love it. I absolutely love it. And every time I hear it, um, it, it makes me smile. It's probably I'd why like the attention to, um, the pod is so healthy, right? Why so many people yeah, get to I'd the like, end. They're probably listening to that. I'm going to ask him to upload it to uh, his Spotify so that <laughs> I can play it. I don't think you'll do that. It might somewhat jar with his music. <laughs> People are like, what the fuck is this song? <laughs> none of none of it makes any sense anymore either it just doesn't no, relate to anything that's remotely you know um okay sorry i'm so tired. to record a new one i did think about that but i was like thinking well how do i i've got to tell it feed him stuff to say about lads on the pod and there's like 10 people involved and you're like oh, what do they say what could you say about mark for example the world's worst Viking, big, big John Bat. Yeah, maybe we could do something. Um, all right, uh, I've got another question here. Uh, what is your craziest non-football experience at the current stadium or the old White Hart Lane? Something you've done or something you've seen someone do? My best. Um, my old what? Yeah, go on, go on. Yeah, go on. Well, my favourite story uh, for you is what? the uh, is getting caught with tiniest bit of hash and haven't been taken away <laughs> so not been able to watch the game yeah uh, do you know what? i didn't even think about that uh, yeah that was that was um that was a very crazy uh experience for myself Jesus. just quickly in case people haven't heard you we went it was tottenham versus portsmouth sol campbell's first game back after signing for portsmouth and um yeah please it was a, it was a very yeah it was a very uh hostile environment um and I had a uh, I had a man bag. That's right, people. I had a I had a Lacoste handbag, <laughs> uh, a man bag, um, and I had like a tiny bit of weed in there. And I, I I forgot about it. I don't know. But I was going through the turnstiles, and as I was came through, a dog came up to me, and I was like, at the time, I was like, ah, oh, fuck, there's a dog. How quality inside the ground, like. Why is there a dog there? <laughs> and then um, I was like looking at my dad and say, it's a bit weird, isn't it? And then as I kind of looked up in my periphery, I saw old Bill walking over to me and then I, it, the, the penny dropped. And I kind of Did went to walk away had... from it. And, this, and, and No, I didn't. And then the dog like shut because it sat next to me and then it shuffled towards me. And I was like, fucking hell, man. This dog is pure grassing me up. <laughs> and then the guy came over to me and he said, uh, you've been stopped because the dog believes, blah, blah, blah. And then... Um, Fuck the dog. 
yeah and then i said oh like okay all right fine uh you can come and search me like i haven't got anything on me and they, they like led me away and i shouted back to my dad i said dad don't worry i'll, I'll be back in uh, i'll be back in in five minutes and i heard the old bill goes no you fucking won't <laughs> and i was like oh great and then i was taken to the bowels well, so they were just convinced of... that you you'd, you'd had it because of the dog before searching you yeah uh, yeah, or even even if I didn't have anything, they may have just said, "Well, you, you've you've been stopped and searched, and you've, you'll have to exit the stadium." I don't know. I don't know what the situation would have been, but yeah, I was in the the bowels of uh, White Hart Lane Old Stadium, and um, the, it was like proper old school. Like there was this big uh, police desk, bit like big oak desk, and there was a, you know inspector there, and there was like a line of. Um, lads that had obviously been nabbed before the game all coked up all yeah. proper fucking tottenham boys uh and then there was me with a blue and white scarf <laughs> and like tottenham <laughs> fucking hat sitting there like a naughty schoolboy. <laughs> and then uh i remember the guy's name uh they they called me up and then uh pc peachy um came up and read what uh what uh, what i'd got on me and there was like an a4 size clear baggie and there was a thumbnail worth of uh weed just hiding in the corner and the guy was like are we really gonna do him for that and he's like oh we've already written it up so they they gave me a warning and ejected me from the stadium and then i had to run from the stadium to the bell and air pub and watch the game on my own in an empty pub so, so how, how many um, bands did you how many days banned did you serve uh i think i got three game banned for that i think it was three yeah but um yeah, that, back that in is... the old days i would sneak i don't know why i'd do this probably because i'm i was always a bit of an alcoholic but i would sneak beer did you ever do that Just sneak cans into the stadium no, because we used to buy like we. I don't know why we'd go to like with your with your brothers, and uh, we would go to the Belenair, and uh, one of them would go to the to go and get the beer, and because there was that shed that had a fridge in it, um, they would come back and they'd literally have like a, a cardboard box crate and bring a fuckload of beer over with them. And That's then, because um, that was there was it was basically because the cost of a can in in what was the Belenair was like extortionate like it was about four quid or something like that for a can of beer so what we would do is go to the shop and we would go we would pass the the beers through the the railing do you remember do you remember that and, yeah, yeah. and it's someone's job each time because it was like a case of being absolutely like absolutely raped for the cost of a, a beer and then or pay a pound which is what the actual cost from the off license so we just we used to do that but so I used I used to always sneak a beer friend into the stadium and watch and watch like watch Spurs and just have a swig of the beer while while the game's on. But obviously it's not allowed. You're not allowed <laughs> to drink in front of the in front of the pitch. I must have been like sort of thought I was giving it the big I am saying fuck the rules. And basically, yeah, I've got a can on me. What are you going to do? Yeah, what are you going to do? Well, what they did do, actually, Ricky, is um, they chucked me out <laughs> and took away my membership. <laughs> they, uh, do you remember the bastard? There was this fucking bastard steward, and he had great big glasses. He was a big geezer, and he had really big glasses. He was one of the most militant human beings I've ever met in my life. Like any mis misdemeanor, you're standing slightly out into the turnstile or you're standing up he was on you do you know what i'm talking about rick 
No, no, I don't. There was, there was a uh, there was a geezer I remember who had this tash. It was like um, one of those outdoor brooms, the the, the kind of real <laughs> bristled tash yeah, 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 yeah. stuck on his top lip, and he was all right. He was all right, but no, I don't know the geezer. He, well, he, he had sort of he had like you know those glasses that you'd wear in the eighties that would would kind of have a slight tinge, a brown tinge. The the, the lenses would have a brown. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. had them. He was just he was always part lane lower, and I always just had issues with him. Not. I don't think he even remembered me who I was each week because he obviously dealing with so many people. But obviously one of him, and you remember it, and you're like, "Oh, not this cunt again." And um, <laughs> he come up the thing, and I was like drinking. And I was, ex- I just saw his hand come out, and I thought, "Oh, this it might be like one of my brothers or something wanting a swig of the beer." And it was him. He'd seen me, bastard. Uh, and I was like, bollocks. One of my <laughs> um, excuse me, yeah. hang on, and he um. I sort of thought, sort of, no, I'm not, I ain't going to admit to it. I'm going to hide the beer. And the legends around me took the beer. I put it down by my feet and they took it. And they just ran it down the gangway, the gangway, the, the row. So that the beer effectively disappeared. Anyway, he was going, come here. I was like, nah, fuck off. He's like, what are you going to do? Fuck off. Like, oh, you know, pissed up young kid. Fuck off. And uh, then the police came. And they came up the gangway and they looked at me and he pointed at me and I was like, but you know when you're inside the stadium and the stewards are trying to chat to you but you're pretending you don't hear them, you're just staring at the pit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tries to do one in ones. <laughs> the police are like, come here. And I was like, nah, fuck off. <laughs> and then, you know when people change, they're like, right. And then I knew I was in trouble so I had to get up. They took me out and they started writing me up on... Um, they got to give a little book asking my name and stuff and I went I ain't giving you my name fucking such a dickhead sound like such an idiot now right <laughs> I ain't giving you my name and they put their hand in my pocket and find my bank card right well your name's G Flavel and I went right it's Gary Flavel that's fine <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I said yeah but I've not done anything have I anyway they went and I, I got a note and the ejection note and kicked out of the stadium and it said being foul and abusive to a steward and I knew that I hadn't been foul and abusive. I might have ignored him or or I'd, I'd said, no, leave me alone. But I hadn't been foul and abusive, which is what they'd kicked me out for because he couldn't find a beer for drinking on the front of the pitch. So I, ran, I messaged, emailed the club and said, this is ridiculous. I was not foul and abusive. So show me some any, any remote bit of evidence that I was foul and abusive to the steward. And they gave him my card back and apologised. I absolutely uh, 100% we're breaking the rules and and if you get caught you know what you're doing when you're going in there you should just take it and i deserved it but i thought i'd gain the system (laughs) one of the uh one of the maddest things that i've uh, ever seen uh and i look at it rather fondly was when uh the old stadium when you go to the toilet at half time it's absolutely ramoed absolutely ram you can't even fucking you couldn't move for nothing absolutely disgusting uh and i saw one geezer uh having a piss in the sink oh yeah and then on the side of him uh a geezer was washing his hands yeah so, so both so, things yeah, really. pissing in the sink yeah both things so, yeah. and i was just like that's that's interesting yeah, that is uh, I, i've ne- i've never seen that do you know what that is the most football thing ever any walk of life that is fucking outrageous disgusting it's terrible uh, i can't believe that's happening at football you kind of raise your eyebrows and go oh, all right and then yeah. just carry on about your day there's that mate 
that, that nowhere else in the world, right? Nowhere else in the world do you see things happening that happen inside the toilets of inside a football stadium. And I'm not sure if they <laughs> happen in the new the new stadium because it's a bit more upmarket. But the old YR Lane was very traditional. And uh, you'd go in there and there'd be men, free men, in the cubicle yeah. smoking loads. Just plumes of smoke. And you're like, pretty sure that's not happening in any other toilet outside of a football bit. Three men just smoking yeah. <laughs> tanning cigarettes, five or six at half time. I don't think that's happening anywhere else. There are rows of men standing and queuing with their cocks out, waiting for their turn <laughs> at the trough. Nowhere else in the world is that happening. There is nowhere else in the world where there are 90 men, five in a row, 80% of them have got their cocks out waiting to piss, way before they even get to the trough. Uh, it's so true. Is so it happening true. anywhere else, Rick? <laughs> no, there is no place in the world where the, the guff coming out of a man's ass, every single one of those asses in there smells identical. That can yeah, only happen exactly. in a football stadium. It's great, great. Like, I love like, it. Like you said, Ricky, he's like I don't think I don't think there has ever been anywhere else in on the planet where you have one man pissing in the sink and another man. Washing his hands. Washing his hands in the same sink, yeah. <laughs> Just it's stuff you want to see. It is beautiful. They've taken it away. <laughs> They've put an Narnia noodle, noodle in there in a, in a fucking brewery. Give me back that. I want that. I want I want I want I want I wanna see I just want to be surrounded by these cocks, that's what I want. <laughs> I wanna be surrounded by old men's cocks again, Rick. Yeah, me Take too. Me Take me back. Uh, Amazing. Tr- tr- truth accomplished. Three one three says Arteta and Klopp finished eighth in their first seasons. Are we seriously losing our shit over this? Not a question, but I'm incredulous. I'm with you. I'm with you. And I and, and again, it's to Ricky. What you said, Ricky, in terms of like being there and witnessing it and living through that pain. Don't get me wrong. I know exactly what that feels like. It, you've just got to give it time. Like Kl- Arteta yeah. finished eighth, eighth, fifth, fifth. And then last year, whatever it was, second, third. Um, yes, yeah, so just give it a go. But I don't think football fans are built that way because you know there were the vast, you know, a large chunk of Arsenal fans that wanted Arteta out when they lost their first three games of the season. Do you remember? Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. What's the alternative? What do we do? If some, I, mean, I don't think there's any Spurs. But I haven't seen any. I don't think I've seen the only ones I've seen. There's a geezer called Damo on our Discord, and he's been saying Ange out, but I think it's tongue in cheek. I don't think it's real. I, don't, right. I haven't seen anyone. No one wants him gone, do they? No, that's right, and that that is what, absolutely. What it feel Ricky. like in the stadium? Um, we were annoyed was... at him. No, I don't think so. I think there, there was more annoyance that um, the second half offering that the team gave that. You know, West Ham came out, they came flying out the traps and we just, I don't know whether we just didn't expect it. We didn't match them. They got the goal, the momentum went in their way. Um, it felt like they were coming on top and then it swung back our way. And then when it did, they were, it just, we were just plodding the ball back and forth and not really doing much, really. Um, so there was, uh, there was there was frustration in that, but um, I think 
there wasn't uh, from where I was. There was no like booing, or <coughs> there wasn't that toxic atmosphere, which is which is where you want to be, really. Um, and again, like he, like he said, um, patience is key, um, but it it doesn't it doesn't stop the hurting and disappointment. Yeah, and you know all those fans at Liverpool and at you know at. Um... The Arsenal as well. There would have there would have been loads of people similar that they are now, sort of angry and, and lashing out on Twitter and social media. So the thing is, well, I, the thing after when I when I when I did come back home, um, and I was just seeing what everyone was saying on Twitter. I had to look at the match highlights. I had a look at uh, Son's interview after, and then I got to Poster Cogley's um, post-match interview, and you could tell he was fucking fuming. He was fuming, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm still there with you. Like, I'm de- like, yeah. this is. It, it's like it wasn't like. Um, I don't know. He, he just, he just didn't play up to." This nice guy, great communicator, yeah. lovable guy, and he was it was like, he win, didn't he? I, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm furious, and he, and he said something like, uh, like you know, he's getting a lot of plaudits of the way we play. And he's like, I don't care, like I don't care about that. We didn't, we didn't win. Like I'm, I'm, I'm here to win games, and and I want to win. And he, he just looked really um, annoyed that obviously uh, the intensity which he would have expected from one of his teams was not apparent in the second half. So yeah, I was, um, it, that made me feel a bit better if it, it weirdly, um, that the manager was, uh, pretty pissed off. Yeah. Because you don't, um, you don't want him to be happy with just the, for the reasons why I, I find it, you know, I can see the progress and I can see the way we're playing. And I can see, that if we were to play those five games again and play the way we played, that we wouldn't have lost four in five. Um, but for him, he's he's he needs to be about the results, right? And we got to be winning. And and the fact that he says, "Look, I'm not about playing well. I'm about winning." Yeah, and like I, I guess it helps that um, it wasn't dismissive of what um, like how we played. Um, and it, it wasn't like he was saying, yeah, but we had X amount of possession and we did this, we did that. We He was just so obviously uh, annoyed about how we played and that and that we didn't win. Because um, a lot a lot of um, a lot of other managers would be like playing up to the positives and not brushing it under the carpet. But, but you know, just trying to kind of take the sting out of the tail. But he he was visibly annoyed which made me feel like those players are going to turn up to training tomorrow and he's going to fucking fire a rocket up their ass um which is which makes me happy more <laughs> rockets up their ass i don't know what more they could have give though i think in the first in the second half like they played like a sound i don't myself. know i don't care just angry. fucking win all right yeah just angry <laughs> like for the, the the next kind of like the next three training sessions Friday, Saturday, Sunday, shooting for 10 hours. Balls rolled into them, just shooting. <laughs> Nothing else. No fitness. Shoot. Go. Go. Pape, keep the ball down, you fucking bastard. <laughs> you fucking bastard. All right, Rick, that'll do, mate. Um, 
we'll be back. Uh, we'll be previewing the game. Not that anyone's going to bloody sign up for Patreon when we're on the back of this, but um, we just I just thought, fucking, that's it. Man City, we've turned a corner and then fucking get beat by West Ham at home. Even though we didn't deserve it. One of them things. Um, yeah, we're previewing the Newcastle game. Uh, there'll be a five statements after the Newcastle game, probably. And, oh, God, more, more, more football next. Uh, when, who are we playing after Newcastle? What's our... Um, What's our fixture list like after Newcastle? Uh, I think we've got. I think we've got Everton at home on the twenty third. It's got to be away, right? Uh, no, it's at home. So we must be having an away game. After and then Newcastle. we've got an away game again. I think just after um, Christmas, we've got uh, we... Bournemouth. Uh, no, sorry, Brighton away. We've got Bournemouth. Forest. On New we're playing Year's Forest away. Ah, uh, that's it. Forest it's away a on the Friday, Friday night. night. Yeah. yeah. Fucking hell. All right. Nice one, boy. I'll um, speak right. to you in a bit. In a bit. Bye. Come, you Spurs. Network.